0: Hi everyone, Bert from Season Gaming, and we did want to talk to you about 2017's best games. Now Ains and I are going to go through our top five games of the year that we played. So I want to make sure that's clear with everyone. It's what we played, not what we think is the overall game of 2017. There's a lot of games that we don't really get to, and we are going to talk about some that were kind of like uh, what we didn't get to play but we really wanted to, and then we're going to talk about some that are honorable mention that we did play that almost made our top five games. After we go through those top five games, we'll tell you what our personal top five game of the year is, and then hopefully you get something from that, and hopefully you can kind of share some experiences in the comments with us too. Now I'm gonna go ahead and start with my number five game of the year. Now these are somewhat in order of five to one as to my top five, but I did wanna start with Injustice 2. Now one of the tricky things about me with Injustice 2 is I'm a huge DC fan. You can't really see all the statues here, but I have a lot of DC stuff. I've read DC since I was a kid. I really liked Mortal Kombat, but when I saw Netherrealm make this game for Injustice 2 after the first one, this was kind of blowing me away when I started playing it. The reason I like it so much is because the roster is extremely deep. It has an awesome story mode, which we don't really get in fighters anymore, and as we've had some releases come out recently that won't be named, there is no story even in it. It's simply you go online and you play and you have all your fighters. Now the other thing that's good about Injustice 2 is that you can actually upgrade and change the look of all the characters as well. So I'll start with like Batman for example, he's got like 50 different suits. Even someone like an Aquaman or someone that's probably not as played like a Catwoman, you have stuff throughout their entire generations of games and comics. So it was done so well, the little tiny dialogues with the stages and the dialogues when they talk to each other in the game, so hard to pass up so hard not to pass up, I should say. And you have to play it, even if you're just an average fan of fighting games. If you're a DC fan, pick this one up without even second-thinking it. And the other thing about it is the season pass is out. There's a lot of characters that are currently going, so there is not a complete edition yet. So in Justice 2, my number five game of 2017.
1: All right, so talking about my top five games of the year, let's start with number five that originally was going to be this game. Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, I will get to that game, but that has actually been kicked off of my list in favor of what you may see here on the screen behind me. So, yes, that's right. I only started playing Battlegrounds or PUBG uh, a few weeks ago as it released on Xbox. I think I've mentioned before that I've been wanting to play it all year on PC, but I'm terrible on shooters with a mouse and keyboard, so I was waiting for the. Xbox release, and while it's been obviously a little shaky as we've talked about at launch, it still nonetheless has me and most of my friends completely addicted. Uh, I now know why this game has sold 30 million copies, you know, in 2017, or more than 30 million players, I should say. Um, It is completely engrossing, it offers thrills and a sense of uh, both achievement and uh, shh. Kind of sheer uh, competition that many games, in fact, most games don't offer nowadays. Um, as you likely know, Bert and I play a ton of shooters, um, everything top to bottom, and there is no other game on the market right now that makes me feel like um, in PUBG when I get to the final ten or the top five. Uh, it just, it is a, it's a game that goes from feeling completely serene at times, like you're in another world with some fantastic escapism that can in an instant switch to sheer terror and that is uh that is completely fascinating to me and i am enjoying the hell out of it so that has taken the number five spot for me for 2017 and uh just given that this is still in preview still being worked on optimized things being added to it the desert map still has to come to xbox uh it will not surprise me to see this game on my 2018 list as well but we'll see
0: my number four game of 2017 is Wolfenstein 2. Now this is the uh, Steelbox collection. I do, I did have the original version, but I had to upgrade once I saw that collector's edition went on sale. But wow, uh, Wolf 2 is probably my favorite shooter of 2017 and maybe even 2016 because of how great the story is. And there's some stuff that happens that I can't talk about in the story because it'll give you a huge spoiler that'll just kind of leave your mouth drop the entire time you're playing it. Now another good thing about this developer is that they're very different from your typical yearly releases of Call of Duty, Battlefield, and to an extent even Battlefront. So there's a lot more grittiness, there's a lot more um, story changes that you really won't see, Um, but the different types of weapons that you play with, the stages that you play with, um, and you walk around and do stuff are just designed so, so well. Um, If you haven't played Wolfenstein 1 that released this generation, you have to play it, and there's even the New Blood, or I believe it's the Old Blood, actually, that you have to go back and actually try to. So Wolfenstein 2, give it a try if you haven't before. If you're on the Pro or the Xbox One X, play it on those because the enhancements are amazing. They look great. Not as good as PC, but they're getting there. They're really close on it.
1: All right, so let's move on to number four. Wolfenstein 2. I have talked about this game quite a bit, um... I beat it shortly after launch. It's one of the first games I really played the hell out of on my Xbox One X. And because it runs in native 4K on on that system, it just looks uh, fantastic, plays fantastic. It reminds me in a lot of ways of Doom from 2016, which is actually uh, Season Gaming's game of the year last year or two years ago now. Um, It is uh, incredibly fast-paced, brutal, um, yet it just has a very incredibly polished feel to it that few shooters do. Uh, When you combine that with the storytelling, uh, the characters in particular, um, it it just, uh, you know, some of the moments in that game I will continue to remember for a long period of time. And I would love to talk about some of them more, but I certainly don't want to spoil anything for uh, people who might not have played it yet. If you like shooters, um, I would encourage you more than ever to go play Wolfenstein 2 and make sure you put some time into it. It just gets better as the game goes on. It has a uh, fantastic kind of middle section uh, that harkens back to the beginning of the game. Um, it has a scene in it with uh, Hitler, I think, is not saying uh, or not giving away any spoilers, but has a scene with Hitler, which is just um, both hilarious and uh, you know incredible. And then the ending is uh, is excellent as well. So, like I said, it's um, it's one that needs to be played, and definitely one of my five favorite games of 2017.
0: My number three game of the year is Horizon Zero Dawn for the PlayStation 4. Now I actually did not have a Pro when I initially bought it but I did upgrade to the Pro mid-game and so I was blown away with the enhancements that came through for the Pro. Um, This is probably the prettiest game on the PlayStation Pro if you take out maybe like Wolfenstein 2 and a few other ones and Even then it's probably still the best game with the best enhancements that came for the Pro Uh, Some of the other enhancements are kind of eh when it comes to the Pro But Horizon Zero Dawn's story, the world, the characters you really kind of enjoy and kind of see their plight while they're actually playing the game with you Um, Without ruining any spoilers here But as you kind of know there's some mechanical looking dinosaurs and stuff from a prehistoric era stuff like that Um, They're done so well in that mechanical age, and playing this game, you really kind of enjoy the entire world that was created by these developers. So if you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, it is my number three game of the year. It was fantastic from start to finish, and it sucks you in right away. Play it if you haven't.
1: All right, so moving to number three. Number three and number two are kind of a toss-up for me. I love them both. Uh, I won't say equally, but I mean I, I kind of shifted them back and forth, so you can take these uh, these next two. It's just two of my top five. Um, and I had to pull this back out for my uh, buddy over there, Bert. Let me just take a sip. Uh, Cuphead. Cuphead is a absolutely fantastic run and gun shooter. Um, I've talked about it at length prior just like most of these games but I I grew up with run and gun shooters and shmups. I still love them today. I buy those shmups that come out that you know maybe a handful of people still do. I love the challenge of the game. Um, It was more charming than I think any other game I played in 2017. Just everything about the game from its development to Studio MDHR, to, um, you know, to the art direction, and the style, and the soundtrack, and, and just how polished it was. I mean, down to the absolute frame, that game is refined to be an incredibly challenging, yet just as rewarding, run-and-gun shooter. And I appreciate that as much as anyone, and it was, bar none, one of my five favorite games of the year. I have every single achievement in the game, except finishing it on Expert. I said I was going to do that a while ago. I got distracted with a whole bunch of games. It will happen. Um, Maybe I'll stream it so you guys can kind of laugh at me along the way, but it's going to happen.
0: Now, in all of our bitcasts and some of our conversations, we have talked about the year that Nintendo has had. Now, we are big Mario fans dating back to the NES and even some of the stuff before that in the arcades, but Mario Odyssey for the Nintendo Switch Wow, what a game. It's fantastic. It's massive. There's a lot of funny talk about how many uh, gigabytes the game was before release and a lot of people were thinking that the game would be really small. Well, this game is massive when you talk about all the moons that you can get. You'll play through it. Maybe you'll get the 120, 150, whatever moons you finish up with. Keep in mind there's people with 800 moons in this game yeah i did say that correctly 800. so there's some worlds that you play with that weren't even in the campaign or story mode of this that you kind of unlock later down the road. There's uniforms for Mario that you see and you pick up all over the place that you can play with. One of my favorite ones was the N64 Mario uniform. He's actually pixelated, you can run around the world with it. But one of the kind of interesting things about Nintendo is that every Mario you can kind of go back to and play and they don't kind of age out because they're so unique and so different from their time. I still have a lot of fun with the NES Mario. And this one brings a new mechanic of using Cappy, who is a little cap that you see on the front that you've seen with all the trailers and that changes the entire game with what you can do, how you navigate through levels, all that fantastic stuff that you play throughout the game. What a refresh. The only unfortunate thing about this is that I had to stop playing it to play other games. I kind of come back to it from time to time, and it's just great. The other negative thing about this is that we're probably not gonna see another Mario until three or four years down the road. So Mario Odyssey, one of the highest reviewed games of the entire year, and my number two game of the year.
1: All right, so moving on to number two. As you can see in the background, yet again, Horizon Zero Dawn. So this was my game of the year uh, originally, until I get to my my next pick. Uh, this was simply simply incredible game, um, top to bottom. It is a new IP from Guerrilla Games. Um, it their world creation, character creation, uh, what they've done in terms of um, scope with this game. Everything from the combat to the world design, to the art direction, to uh, basically, like I said, every facet of the game is, quite frankly, excellent. And to do that at that scale as a new IP um, was incredible. I don't think uh, anyone really anticipated it to be as good as it was. I was excited about it, pre-ordered it. You know, we've talked about it, and I I thought it was going to be good. I did not realize it would be that good. So I really enjoyed it, 100% of it, got the platinum for it. I have Frozen Wilds downloaded, I just haven't gotten back to it. Um, Again, you know, as as we know, 2017 was kind of a crazy year for games, especially around the holiday season and Xbox One X launching. So uh, I will get back to it though, but yeah, absolutely one of my favorites of the year.
0: And if you have not probably guessed it, me and uh, Ains' number one game of the year is gonna be pretty different. Um, I'm a huge Nintendo fan, as you can see, all my amiibos I collect from all kinds of different uh, generations and stuff like that. And I'm a massive, massive Zelda fan. So with that being said, Zelda Breath of the Wild. So, I don't even know where to start on this game. I never kind of even didn't even think about what would be a new Zelda in the current generation, even though the Switch is um, kind of an older machine with older graphics and, and, and power and stuff like that. But, wow, Breath of the Wild kind of changes the entire Zelda um, kind of franchise on how it can be played, the worlds that exist in Zelda, the type of gameplay that Link can actually do, um, and the kind of things that you uncover while you play the game. I spent about 90 hours of the game in total. I actually, unfortunately, have not played the latest DLC because I spent so much time solely on Zelda that I needed to take a massive break to play other games. I was kind of neglecting everything else that I was playing. But whether you're playing this on the Nintendo Wii U or the Switch, you're getting relatively the same experience. There's very little drops in the Wii U version versus the Switch. But this game, you have to play it even if you're not a Zelda fan, which Ains is not. He did kind of appreciate what this game did bring to the table. And with that being said, play it. Don't even listen to me anymore if you have a Switch or if you're debating buying a Switch. This game is worth the actual entire purchase of the console. So Breath of the Wild, currently my favorite Zelda of all time. I know it's better than Ocarina of Time for me, but I do have those. I did play them all, and thankfully I can say I've played every single Zelda game, including Link for the NES back in the day. So give this one a try. Uh, My game of the year for 2017. What a year we had. All right, and finally, my favorite game of the year,
1: bar none, uh, is Prey. And that sounds like a very bold claim, uh, especially in 2017, knowing the plethora of amazing games we had. In fact, uh, we as we talked in our last bitcast. I think we're going to talk about the comparison between 2017 and 2007 to be, you know, the the greatest game for years in, in recent memory, or maybe ever, for that matter. Um, but for me, Prey was the Bioshock of 2017. It is has an incredible amount of similarities to Bioshock. But uh, while it doesn't hit some of the highs of Bioshock, I also think it does some things better than Bioshock. And it's unfortunate because I think what happened with this game was it launched into a bad set of circumstances. Uh, It was a little buggy at launch on both the Xbox One and PS4. And so when people tried it out, they uh, got a bad experience out of the gate. And because there's so many great games, um, they kind of shelved it and never went back to it. If you combine that with Bethesda's uh, review policy where they didn't get reviews out ahead of time, and then when the reviews did come, like I said, they were a little subpar because of the technical issues on the consoles, um, it's a game that I feel has been overlooked. Yet, if you look across social media or uh, websites that talk about Prey, you'll often see people like myself, some other you know editors at, at um, gaming um, gaming sites and publications saying that Prey is their game of the year, and, and for good reason. Uh, it has a fantastic beginning middle and end in fact the ending was uh you know i'll just say mind-blowing especially when you watch it and think about everything that had to do in the world as you were playing it it's one of those games just like bioshock that makes you reflect on what you have done for the past 20 25 hours knowing what the ending is um the world creation, Talos 1, the space station you're on, again, amazing job by, by Arcane Studios here. It is a setting, on, again, not quite up to the level of Rapture, but then again, what is? I don't think anything has touched Rapture since. Um, but it, it's not too far behind in the sense that uh, it it's incredibly unique. It, going back to the whole escapism thing, it makes you feel like you're there, especially when you go out into space. The feeling of floating in space was... was just incredible. I, I don't really know the right word for it, but um, combine that with the Typhon, the you know, the alien race that you're fighting and their capabilities, and the fact that you could then take on some of their skills and and play as a Typhon, essentially, for the rest of the game if you wanted to. Um, just fantastic. They definitely took some of those things they started building in the Dishonored series of how you can uh, take multiple routes or multiple ways to complete objectives, and they took it to the next level with Prey. So, um, Just like I urge you to play any of these games I've talked about, if you have not played Prey or you're one of those people who played it for an hour or two when it first came out and it was buggy and it was, you know, the frame rate wasn't great, please, please, please go back to it, especially if you enjoy single-player narrative games uh, in the vein of Bioshock or anything of that nature. Uh, It is worth your time. And uh, I just know that uh, Bert and I have mentioned, we're really wishing or hoping that Arcane and Bethesda come out with an Xbox One X patch for it. There is one for the PlayStation 4 Pro, which really improved things. And from launch, it's actually run great on PC. So if you play it there, then you're in good shape.
0: So another thing that we wanted to do is kind of mention some honorable mentions that came really close to breaking our top five, but didn't actually get there. Um, and kind of one of my things that's kind of interesting is a couple of these games that I'm going to talk about are digitally purchased, so I don't really have box art or anything like that, but I can point to other things. So the first one I want to talk about is Cuphead. I have a, oops, wrong arm, poster of a Cuphead. I have the two... Uh, 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 Funkos up here that were kind of some special releases. Cuphead was kind of the highest rated game of the Xbox One this year. You have to play it. It is difficult I will say and unfortunately if you have no patience for difficult games you might get past the First World and won't get past that. But give it some patience, learn from it, get better as you play. You can bring a friend along if you'd like but it's actually harder to play with a friend unless they're just as good as you are and you have great communication. So Cuphead is an honorable mention. That is probably number six for me but I'm not going to number my honorable mentions. The other one I did want to talk about is Mario uh, Rabbids Kingdom Battle, another fantastic game for the Switch that was reviewed very well. If you've played XCOM or that kind of game before, this game is actually funner to me than XCOM, once again probably because I'm a Nintendo fan, so I liked it a lot. I was surprised on how loyal Uh, Ubisoft was, with this game and the Nintendo Kingdom and Rabbids to an extent which I haven't really cared about before when they were on the Wii, but I did really love how they kind of meshed everything together in this game. If you haven't played it and you do want to give it a chance, give it a chance, rent it somewhere, play it. It's got a ton of life. You can go back and play it all over again. It's for everybody, not just adults. You have to play it. Another one is *Near Automata, which was for the PlayStation 4. Um, this is kind of talked about in numerous places. It is kind of a Japanese game with Japanese style. Um, If you've liked, it's compared a lot to Bayonetta, so if you like Bayonetta and you like kind of the world that this kind of uh, developer brings to it, Nier Automata is fantastic, the art style is great, the gameplay is great. It is only for the PlayStation 4, so if you are on the Pro or the PlayStation Original or the Slim, whatever the case is, pick it up, give it a try. It's not for everybody, but a lot of people that do like it kind of love it. There's kind of a, I don't care for it, and then there's kind of a, I love this game, it's my game of the year. Uh, It's not my game of the year, but I did love the game. I am. almost at the end of it so that's one of the things that i've heard a lot about the game is that once you finish it you can go back and play different endings and there's i think they said like 10 to 15 different endings so give it a try a lot of life in that game as well my next game which is kind of a weird one it's fours is a seven and the only reason i mentioned it's kind of a weird one is because they got a lot of press with their microtransactions. they did fix that Um, for the VIP members, which unfortunately I was at the start, I did pick this up at the start, so I was affected by that, but it has been fixed. The other reason I mention it's an odd thing is because this is number seven in the generation, and once you kind of spend past the 15 to 20 hour mark, it kind of turns into every single other Forza that you've played before. You pick a car, you do that race class with those kinds of cars, you move on to the next class. Um, One of the things that's important about this game is the enhancements when they came out is one of the prettiest games on the I guess enhanced consoles that's coming out. Um, It's just as pretty if not prettier I actually can't say that between Gran Turismo and Forza, but when it comes to overall content Forza takes it without even thinking about it You're talking about over 700 cars uh, 25, 30 plus tracks and tons of different types of cars whereas other racers that won't be named Um, or do I want to compare it with Um, don't even have anywhere near that. So Forza 7, I have over, gosh, 80 hours in this game. I have almost everything completed, which is kind of nuts. I do that with every Forza, and that's kind of why it's an honorable mention, because I've spent so much time with it this year. My last honorable mention is Assassin's Creed Origins and the reason I have this as an honorable mention is because I haven't finished it. I think if I would have finished it and where I am currently, I'm about 18 20 hours in so I'm barely scratching the surface, is that I would probably have more respect for it and more things that I haven't even seen yet. So this may have broken my top five if not one of my top games so it's an honorable mention. The only other reason that I don't have it as a top game is because to me it's almost not an Assassin's Creed. I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. I have played every single one of them since launch and this one is more of a witcher light maybe Red Dead Redemption with maybe some Dark Souls gameplay into it they've changed the entire thing that used to be Assassin's Creed and that's for the better so I don't mean that in a negative connotation when I mention that but Assassin's Creed Origins the time it took to make this game the details in this game are amazing and I have to really respect where that comes from so it is in my honorable mentions
1: Um, I'm gonna mention some of my games that uh, I feel you know were still some of my favorites of the year even though they might have been top might not have been top five so like I said, uh, I, I put in PUBG in my top five, and I had removed Mario Odyssey. Um, simply a fantastic game. Everything we expected and wanted out of a new flagship Mario game on a new Nintendo console. It is huge and charming and colorful and funny. And uh, you know, adds some new wrinkles to the Mario formula that we hadn't seen before, which is really neat. Um, I still think, you know, just like with a lot of the Nintendo franchises, the whole thing with Bowser and Peach and... Some of the boss battles are really, really tired and really, you know, there's nothing special about them. But uh, that doesn't really take away from the game per se, because that's not what you're playing the Mario game for. You know you know the characters. It's really about that gameplay and and the sense uh, of just fun that the game gives you. And Mario Odyssey does that in spades. So, um, you know, if you're a new Switch owner, we know the Switch is selling very well. Uh, I presume that you already have Mario Odyssey and are playing it, but if for some reason you aren't, or you're thinking about picking up a Switch soon, it should be the game, uh, probably that in Zelda, that you buy right away. So my next game I wanted to give a shout out to is actually Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, Excellent, excellent title. Um, I have spoken about my love of The Witcher 3 endlessly, uh, so I won't bore you with that again, Uh, maybe just a little um but assassin's creed origins takes assassin's creed in a new direction it's huge open world um great characters and storytelling intriguing side quests for the most part they're not as good as witcher 3 but you know it it has some decent stuff there it adds loot and has the stealth aspects you're you're normally associated with Uh, a, a neat skill tree that allows you to play different ways And if you're playing on, um, you know, PC or Xbox One X, even PlayStation 4 Pro, it's just a gorgeous game as well. It's huge and gorgeous and just one of those games you just love to explore. Um, It's a game you can just turn on and play for 20 minutes and explore, or you can get lost in for eight hours. I mean, it can do both. And I love that about the game. I think it's a great new direction they've taken for Assassin's Creed. I was never a huge fan of the franchise, um, but this has definitely made me a fan of the franchise. Excuse me. And so I hope they continue with this direction in the future. One of the games that came out early in the year um, that we kind of lost sight of, uh, especially because it's a platform exclusive as well, is Persona 5. So you've heard Bert and I talk about this. um, But I think it's gotten lost at least with some publications, and it shouldn't. It is one of the best, if not the best, Japanese role-playing games I've played in a number of years. Uh, The characters are incredibly well-acted, designed um tons of personality the art direction and the style of the game the game just oozes style um er from everything it does not just the world not just the characters but the writing the music even the combat you know manages to insert the style of the game into the combat which is just great and um it is a game that is uh, very long. You can dump a lot of time into it. You can play it multiple times and and see things that you didn't see on a prior playthrough, depending on what you chose to do. Um, so I, I think again, it's just one of those games that's uh, one of the best of 2017. And uh, if I had a top 10, it would be in there. But since we did a top five, it couldn't be. So let me talk quickly about this game. It came out uh, a couple years ago, but it's still the best game of 2017, and that is The Witcher 3. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to. Uh, I had to mention Witcher. I've gone back to it on Xbox One X. I told you I was going to mention it, and uh, playing it in 4K HDR has just blown my mind. And uh, funny to say, between that and PUBG, I'm kind of sucked away from all these other games I'm trying to play. So. Witcher 3 just continues to amaze.
0: I only have three games that I wish I got to finish and play more of this year, so it is kind of the games that I wish I played more in 2017. The first one is Evil Within. I have actually only installed it, got to the menu, and I got distracted with some multiplayer, maybe a game called PUBG with some friends. So um, I want to get to this one. The problem with this one is I really want to sit down, sink some time into it, and play some more of the actual story and without being disrupted by friends, family, whatever the case is, and that's kind of a struggle for me these days, so I never got to that. Um, another one that is uh, I wish I played more of of 2017 is Persona 5. I'm about 18 hours into this game and that's not even scratching the surface either. So I've heard this game will give you 100 to 200 hours of gameplay even if you shoot straight through the game. You're looking at around 70 to 80 hours and I just have not had that time with the 2017 with what's currently going on with other games. Um, and I got stuck with Zelda um, when that was kind of coming out. So I hope to play more of Persona 5, which is a lot of people's game of the year. And once again, it may have been my game of the year. Last one I have is Neo. Um, This was an amazing game that launched towards the beginning of 2017. The art style, the gameplay and everything else, and the uh, area that it's actually set in is some of my favorite things. Uh, Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, all that stuff is kind of where it takes a lot of its gameplay and stuff from. So um, I hope to spend more time with it in 2017. It did get some nice enhancements down the road, which makes it look a lot nicer. And I hope to play more of it in 2017.
1: And then lastly, I just wanted to talk about some of the games that um, you know I didn't get to that uh, either um I just didn't have the time to or you know for whatever reason I just didn't get to and maybe that's why you're not seeing them on my list or maybe you have a favorite game of the year that I haven't mentioned. Um, Some of the notable ones would be uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. I know that's been a game of the year pick for you know quite a few places. Um, I have played the original though I didn't finish it. And uh, I really want to get to the second one. I don't know if I'll pick it up on PC this year or if I'll maybe wait for the eventual console port, I'm not sure. But I've heard just nothing but fantastic things about that game, so I definitely want to get to that at some point. Um, One of the others is I started to play, but I just haven't put a lot of time into it, and that's Evil Within 2. So um, it, it started off well. Um, it's definitely creepy and terrifying and everything I love about those Japanese survival horror games. I've heard it actually gets better as you go. Um, and the people who have finished it have put it up there in their top 5 or top 10 of the year. So I need to get back to it and I certainly will. Near Automata is another one. Um, honestly, the main reason I didn't get to this game is it's just not my cup of tea. Um, which, you know, it doesn't mean anything bad, right? We all have our own preferences. It's just not the game, a type of game that I would get into, and I know that, and knowing as many games as I have to play that I can't even keep up with, uh, I just didn't get to it. So I've heard fantastic things. I heard the soundtrack is amazing. You know, that the way you play through it over and over again is amazing. Um, and I, I'm sure it's up there for a lot of people. It's just not one of those games I, I played or got to. Lastly, um, I do want to mention Zelda. It is a game of the year, probably across the majority of publications, and it is a uh, fantastic game. It really is. Uh, I, I put a little bit of time into it. I really regret not putting more into it. I often give, you know, joke with Bert because I know it's his uh, favorite game of the year. Um, I like the open world aspect. I've never been a huge Zelda fan. I've already, pre- I've always preferred Mario games over Zelda games. Um, but I like the open world aspect. I love the, uh, the cooking and the, kind of the more depth to the game just because I love role-playing games. Um, so I thought that was great. It kind of hooked me when I first started playing it and then I think I just kind of lost interest or I picked up other games and uh, I never got back to it so I need to do that and again I will at some point. And then finally, um, you know, between a game I didn't get to and a game we just haven't talked enough about is uh and a shout out for jordan on this one as well is uh mass effect andromeda oh man i know i couldn't go through this whole video without mentioning this game and if you couldn't see this is still in the wrapper um the reason being is that i had the 10-hour trial for uh ea access and i played it i wrote an article for the site on it um i put my time into it and you know i played it prior to it launching and prior to all the bug fixing so, uh, as you can imagine, I uh, didn't have the best opinion of it. And it frustrated me so much because I love Mass Effect so much that I never went back to it. But I did tell Burton Jordan that I would at some point. I got this uh, Deluxe Edition brand new for something like $9. Um, I haven't opened it yet, as you can tell. But uh, I hope to at some point. We will see. So, anyway... Thank you again uh for tuning in as always. Um, it's always a pleasure doing these videos, especially looking back on a year as amazing as twenty seventeen. If there's uh you know a game I didn't mention or a game that was on your mind, uh as Bert said, you know, please uh please let us know. But otherwise, uh thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for a lot more content and some new content, uh new styles of content I should say, in twenty eighteen. We really have some good things planned for this year and we're looking forward to growing uh Growing our, audience e- <laughs> growing our audience even more. So again, thank you.